0: Girls, welcome once again to the Brain Candy Podcast. It's me, Sarah Rice,
1: and I'm here with my co host, Susie Meister. Hi, friends. I missed you guys. How are you guys? Uh, <laughs> how are you, Suze? I'm good. I, I just am glad to be here with you, as always. It's the best time of my week.
0: Well, thanks. Well, you brought somebody along with you today.
1: Mm-hmm. We brought somebody. We made along friends. With you. Introduce your friend. Welcome to the show, Bill Dixon. Hey. He is a stand up comedian. Hi. <laughs> And a producer on Hollywood Game Night, right? Is that the correct (laughs) title? Is that your correct title? Sure. Yeah. And he teaches those celebs how to play silly games and make good television. Hell yeah. Is that a tough job?
2: Uh, no. No. (laughs) I mean, I used to roof. Like, this isn't a tough... You used to roof? roof, Like you were a roofer? Like a human job. Oh, yeah. It was like a
0: cool dance move or something. The roof. (laughs) (laughs) I used to roof. No, he, he Why would that Daniel be a job, bro? A roofer.
2: Like a dancer? No, like, I don't know. I, I thought, saying? like,
0: I used to roof. Like, I used to, like, I don't know. Like, I used to skate. Yeah, or it sounded I used to, like, like, like something it had, sounded like something cool. Like, like I don't know. parkour. Well, I
2: think it's very cool. Roofing. And roofs are very important. They are. <laughs> Sarah. And I think it's the coolest. <laughs> no, it's not a hard job. None of, none of what we do is difficult. Yeah. In comparison to, you know, real human beings. Yeah, digging ditches. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, wait, what's the worst part of your job
2: though? Uh, am <laughs> I going to get fired for saying things? Um, <laughs>
1: well, it could still be like, can't awesome, say that out loud. but it's can't like, the wor- oh, really? Um, There's so many secrets.
2: No, it's, it's a, it's a super easy job. It's, it's a lot of fun. We get to like, I get to hang out with celebrities and, uh, watch them get drunk and play games. You're so
1: living I, the dream. I'm, I really am. Wow. You're yeah. lucky. Is it do you feel like it's hard though in the business because you know, a show could end and then you're sort of having to find your next gig? Is that a stress yeah, or of, no?
2: Of course it is. Yeah. But here's the thing, I'm a comedian anyway. Yeah. So it's like feast or famine all the time, anyway. And that's just like a lifestyle I'm accustomed to. Mm. I don't have any kids, I don't have anyone who relies on me. Yeah. So if I don't work for a couple months, that's okay.
1: How do you how would you describe your comedy? To someone oh, who hasn't seen it,
2: that's brutal. Brutal. How would I describe my comedy? Um, yeah, that's a good question. There are two Thanks, questions that comedians are really struggle with. One is, how would you describe your comedy? Number two, tell me a joke. Oh God, oh, I tell I me a joke that, is the worst question
0: ever. Except, I mean, unless you have like a good one liner. <laughs>
2: like, uh, do you have any good jokes? Do you have any don't good? Like, pocket? Don't. Okay, well, I do
0: I have one good joke, but it's oh, gonna wow. offend. It's gonna uh, first of all, let me start this by I married a Jewish guy. So Oh no. Oh, so, this is about wow. it, I, I thought be a... it was funny. So this is the only joke well, the funniest joke I have right now.
2: Uh just so you know, where you're about to lose like two thousand subscribers, but go ahead. I know. Go for
0: it. Should I do it? Yes,
2: you absolutely have <laughs> so, to do it She's now.
0: looking at me. A little, a little Jewish boy asks his dad, Hey, dad, can I have 20 bucks? And dad goes, $10? What do you need $5 for?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you are so stupid. You. The best part is how hard you laugh at your own joke. You really ran through that joke.
2: very quickly. <laughs> uh, is that
1: not good was, delivery for some, a comedian? I think that, you know... You really committed to I did the big the build up there. was a lot but
2: I'm not a comedian so mm. yeah I mean your timing could do some work but, but I, it, why but would fun. it
1: be a hard question to answer about how would you describe your comedy
2: because it's 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 like uh, it's okay like, it's like being in a hurricane and somebody going well like how's the weather it's like I I, I don't I'm I'm too in it to really, oh, really wow. interesting. so be able to, if I
1: said how would you describe Richard Pryor's you could do that.
2: Uh yeah. Okay. But, I mean,
1: it's harder when it's your own.
2: Yeah, it's like how do you describe a you know asking somebody how you describe a friend or something? It's it's, it's oh like,
1: interesting.
2: It's like how how would you how would you describe your co-host? That's this adorable. is a fun game. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun game. How would you describe? What are her three best characteristics?
1: Aw, oh, Bill's good. doing the interview. We love this game. <laughs> this is a good game. Okay, well, Sarah Sarah's best trait, I believe, is that she makes everybody she's with a better person. Oh
2: my god. Oof.
1: She really does. Like people improve when she's in the room, I notice.
2: I I, I don't wanna I didn't wanna say anything, but when she <laughs> look listen. When she told her joke, I was like I swear to God, I was like, I'm a better comedian. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I learned something about myself fundamentally, like, like the core of who See? I am as that's a person. So I discovered something about myself. I don't know how you felt about it, but I know... Changed.
3: Changed.
2: I discovered Forever something. Changed. So, that and being free, said, ladies and gentlemen. I think your first bullet point makes a ton of sense. That's what I was going to say, too. Anyway, number two. Oh,
1: God. That's so funny. <laughs> um... Uh, she goes along to get along. She's like a non, she's not an asshole. Oh, gets good. And she travels well. Yeah, that's very good. Oh, I love these. <laughs> I, that's
2: wonderful. Thanks, Sue. Like if
1: you go on vacation with Sarah, right. it will be fun. And it will be easy and you don't have to worry about anything. I'll be a better person. Yeah. yeah. I'll. You'll be less stressed.
2: If I forget a toothpaste, she's like, don't. Don't worry, I, I got have this. toothpaste. Yeah. Oh, I have, that's absolutely where's true. Where's my charger? Don't worry, I've got a charger.
1: Or like, oh my God, someone stole all our money. It's okay, because I will handle it with I the I have police. gold bullion.
2: And <laughs> <my ice> <laughs> I have a spare bag full of gold bullion. I mean, so, I don't know
1: if those are her three best traits, but those are three things I really love about her.
2: And what would you say?
1: Oh, gosh. she's being Susie. ridiculous. Yeah.
3: This, no, is like this, a real... this is a
2: fun game. Because it makes people very uncomfortable. Uh, I really enjoy that.
0: Oh, gosh. <laughs> Well, I think Susie. See here, uh, can, I, can I real quick? Yes, okay, yes.
2: You are feeling a certain amount of pressure right now yeah. because she said something right. amazing. I things know about I can't here. top that. I and really can't. So can. you've really got to come with the with the heat here.
0: I mean, I know she inspires me to want to learn more. So I think her oh, that's good. And, well, that's good. Like, thank uh, you. Thirst for knowledge is thirst
1: for knowledge. What? That's a that's so. i so, oh. I know it's a nervous laugh. It's so nice. I feel like I'm blushing.
2: Thirst for knowledge. And
1: she's very generous.
2: How is she generous?
1: Well,
0: oh, she always, <laughs> and I think she's generous with her time.
1: Oh, thank you, you Sarah. Of, when you do
0: something, you finish it and you like, make sure you follow through with everything. Oh, I do not do that. <laughs> she's really good at that. And, uh, like you're good at like kind of taking things with the grain of salt, like letting things like roll off her back when like you see like the silver lining to things.
1: Wow. Yeah. This has been the best. And therapy. I think that's Jennifer a comedian like... trait. Oh, really? Be-
0: I think sometimes, like, to be able to see, to take things that suck and find um. the humor in it and be able to, like, see the silver lining or at least find a joke in there. I mean, I think, and, you know, you were saying, like, where do they, maybe, like, instead of describe your humor, like, where do you get your comedic inspiration? So often, I think, for comedians, it comes from, like, dark places or tragedy or, like, you know, I know, like, we've
2: talked about that.
1: Yeah. Mm. Do you feel that's true? Do you feel like that? <laughs> Does your guy? I
2: do. <laughs> just first? If you're gonna put just on time, so let's every let's all the listeners know, there's a lot of love in this room right now, and I, you can kind of it's palpable, you can feel it, you could cut it with a knife. So, I'm, Wait, I'm just I think we're in a, emotionally we're in a f- terrific place right now to really share <laughs> some things. I just that's why I feel yeah, like yeah, open up. Yeah, I just want to.
1: I hope you feel safe.
2: Say that. I feel so safe right now. <laughs> yeah, but maybe comedy so could come from. Also, comedy too.
1: What do you mean?
0: Now, yeah, funny I would people. love
2: to know that one. funny
0: people have funny kids, right? I feel like if you have funny parents, you can't like raise kids. Like, your kid is going to be funny. Oh, Susie. that's
1: nice thing. I
2: think being funny has a lot to do with intelligence. I think yeah. that, that, that those two kind of go hand in hand. So, I think if you're two smart people, most of the time you're going to have a pretty funny kid. That's yeah. true.
1: And really, that's all anyone wants. That's all I want from my kid is for him to get the joke.
2: What yeah. if he was
1: so earnest and just really <sighs> sincere and never got the joke of life? Like this whole thing is a joke what we're
2: doing. <laughs> yeah. Life
1: is a joke.
2: Yeah, it's a giant waste of time.
1: <laughs> Do you ever hear that? Did you ever hear that? <laughs> a, thing? Fantastic Where place. um Aww. Chris Rock talks about how the opposite of like the ignorance is bliss, so if mm-hmm. the opposite of ignorance is like what comedians have and right. that, that probably causes some despair and Right, melancholy. Because people yeah. are always trying to figure out why are comedians often so um, sad. But don't you think that he's a on something? A lot of times, yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: But I also think that um intelligence is related to depression as well. So, so why? Who, because uh, you're because you really, know too much. Really, that whole ignorance because you actually a, see course. what's going on here. Yes, and this is look, we're having fun. This is a good time. <laughs> But we're every moment of our life, we're doing whatever we can to obscure the fact that we're going to die someday. And uh, that none of this ultimately matters. Yeah. Know? So uh. I, I, I think that that's where humor stems from because it's like this. This is a giant cosmic joke. Okay. Most but of it.
1: wait, what about this idea, though? So I think there might be that is true. But then at a certain point of awareness, which is what you're describing, then you can like cross over into what some religious folks call enlightenment where Mm -hmm. there's almost, you might be aware of your demise, but there's a piece about it Mm -hmm. and a sense of there being a bigger story that makes it all okay. Or a context. What do you think? No.
2: (laughs) Do I feel that personally that there's.
1: That could be possible.
2: That it could be possible. Like an
1: enlightenment. Anything
2: could be possible. I feel like it has nothing to do with me. Mm. Like I got to, like I'm going to die someday. And then like, whatever my feelings about that, what happens after that are have nothing to do with me. Yeah. It's like irrelevant. It's, it's, I mean, given, um, what I understand about science and the world, I don't think that anything happens to me afterwards, but I, I, I don't know. And also spending my life, um, obsessing about that, uh, doesn't seem like a productive uh, means of, of spending my time i mean mm-hmm. this is like as bizarre as this whole thing is yeah it's like it's pretty miraculous that i just get to exist and i get to be conscious for whatever short amount of time and and for me to waste that time thinking about what's next oh true i mean this is bananas this mm-hmm. whole thing is but like just by you know this universe bursts into existence and, and by some miracle intelligent life spawns and and I'm here and I get to be present for this moment. And and to think about, well, it's to me that's like being on a roller coaster and going, are we going to get cotton candy after this? It's like, just enjoy the fucking roller yeah. coaster. Yeah, really? Put your hands up and, I get and have, that. Have, have fun. Do you? Totally.
1: You're not depressed though. <laughs> <laughs> You're always happy. Because um, cause some people don't feel like they're on a roller coaster. They feel like they're in... A pit of hell. Oh, and you <laughs> and they're know. like, I could really go for some cotton candy. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true.
1: But I suppose it's all about perspective, you know. Yeah.
2: Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: But do you feel like your state of mind changes after you perform immediately following? Sure. Good or bad? Uh... Um does it depend on how it went? The hardest part yeah. about
2: stand-up comedy is never performing stand-up comedy. Uh, there's, a, there's, uh, it's, right it like ramps up, and there's a, a anxiety before going on stage. All that anxiety of, of, how am I gonna do? How am I do the comic before me? Oh yeah, a guy crushed. I have to do this. I'm gonna do crowd work. What am I gonna do? And you get up on stage, <laughs> and then all of that falls away, and you're just present. Yeah, and you are yourself for Mm -hmm. seven to 60 minutes and then you get off stage and then that anxiety kicks back in of either like oh i crushed or oh i wonder how this went or oh this joke i forgot a tag or whatever the thing is you're you're kind of processing the thing that just happens yeah whether it be positive or negative um but the actual being on stage and performing parts never really it's, it's, that's, that's what you do it for. It's be, to be, I, I do stand up so I have an opportunity to be present. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, afterwards I, I, have lots of it. I'm, I'm, then I start judging. That's so, when the judgment comes
1: on yourself, of yourself yeah. in the room and how yeah. everything went. Yeah. And so what I always oh, yeah. try to understand is like all this, how many times, like if you had to guess, how many times you've performed in oh, your God. life?
2: I, I have hundreds. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. In all of that time, do you feel like you've really gotten a sense for what... So if you do a joke and numerous times, it doesn't always land the same. And you don't... So mm-hmm. I'm wondering about that sort of crowd thing yeah. that happens when sometimes you tell a joke identically. And the reaction is totally different. What the right. heck is that?
2: Because that's not—it's a false premise. You don't—you oh. don't tell a joke identically because there's—you'd be surprised what little space in whether it's timing between a punchline and a tag, or um, body posture, or the comic before that, <coughs> the information that the audience has is never the same, and the way you perform it is rarely. It's never identical to the thing before. So it's not like a controlled. That being sure. said, I have, I know what jokes work. I know what jokes don't work as well. I know I have certain things that I'm really excited about that work like 50% of the time. Yeah. And that's okay. That's more of a joke for me than it yeah. is for other people. But, um, there's also like a lot of elements like in the room. It's like. What
1: is that though? What? This, would you describe it as an energy?
2: Uh, in the room? Yeah. Yeah uh, yeah, maybe, but I mean, it's like it's collective thought it's like if 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 the comedian before me goes up and helps we call it like gelling the room like mm-hmm. like if the room feels like together and they want to laugh sometimes rooms don't wanna laugh sometimes the room's too well lit this is where yeah, production's a big a mm-hmm. big part of it, and like I produce a number of shows and you'd be surprised how little. I run a show at the Lyric Theater that's in Los Angeles and we made a change where we took soft mushy seats and swapped them out for hard seats because it's a late night show and at 10:30 at night in a Gotta dark keep people room awake. people get tired yeah. and people and and if you have a mushy chair that's a little wider then you don't feel as close to the people next to you but if you remove the arm rests off the chair and you take a hard chair and you have p- people touching each other from shoulder to shoulder, the energy of that room completely changes. And it's like little things like that that you don't really think That's about. awesome. It's
1: so awesome. I love That's that That's what stuff. I'm looking for. Well, and you know,
0: it just is crazy to think that like there's a psychology to controlling how people react in every single situation. And you can really fine tune it with comedy because it's such like a Authentic reaction that you're getting from somebody, you know, like you can do like what you said and tweak something little, and then you can see a totally different, you know, change in how they laugh and how. Yeah,
1: it's cool. It's so cool, and it's well, I mean, and it's everywhere you go too. So where you, the the same psychology is how stores are designed and and restaurants and homes.
0: Yeah, I heard there's a. In designing stores, there's something called, like, the butt bump <laughs> mystery. So if aisles are too thin and women butt, their butts bump into each other, like, a crazy percent, like, 80-plus percent of the time, both women will leave the store within <laughs> five minutes. Really? I, it's, we, we studied it in school. <laughs> That's the best thing and I've ever heard. it's called the butt bump, like, something. Like, what do you
1: think God. of that, Bill?
2: I, so. I I am not sure I buy that because I think every Trader Joe's would be empty. Because <laughs> <laughs> all I do in Trader Joe's is go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's just because there's me. so I'm many sorry. people.
3: They have wild Excuse
2: me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I just need I need almond butter. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm so so sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all you do, right? Do you
1: think that it's just clothing stores, maybe? Or no, I think it's because it, they have set up
0: cameras and watched it, and it's like in Target. And oh and, wow. Yeah.
1: You, what yeah, if what if it's a man and a woman
0: you no, know it's why is it two, two
1: women wo- why because it's
0: something about like the like they're in the um the gathering mindset you know like hunter gatherer kind of like oh they're in God. their gathering that's... mindset
2: and like somebody else has and this is two women though. two women yeah i think if a, if if a <clears> man's Ass raises a woman's ass. I think he never leaves the store. I know that's what I think he's <laughs> he he the store.
1: That's incentivizing yeah. shopping. back to that store. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have who? What the heck? You had a picture of Dane Cook. Uh uh-huh. You love him?
2: Uh, <laughs> I like Dane Cook. I, I, I appreciate
1: he gave you good advice.
2: He did. Well, what did he say? When I was, um, younger, when I, uh, like I guess like 2021. 20, I went to a show at the Borgata Hotel and Casino in New Jersey. Oh my God, I stayed there once. Really? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a great I'm so hotel. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's nice.
2: And he did a show, and then afterward, he signed like everyone's like, I, he took photos with everybody who showed up to the show. That's, like nice. that's very nice. Yeah, it's really great. And I went up to him and I said, hey, how do I? How would I become a comedian? And he took me aside. There was a line of like 300 people. He took me aside and wow. he talked to me for like five minutes and told me like, hey, you gotta do, do this, gotta do that. Do That's really this. nice of him. Very yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. you know what? Not a lot of people would do that. No. no. And then, uh, like, ten years later I'm opening up for him. I'm like, hey, <gasps> you, you, you told me to do all this stuff and here I am. And he's like, that's fucking cool.
1: That's a great story yeah. do you think that he really got that he played a role in that or not I
2: think he probably gets that a lot I mean um, all those guys do Yeah, guys and girls at, at that level really probably that I don't know
1: yeah but he actually gave you advice and then yeah, you took he, it and yeah.
0: his time yeah and yeah. you're opening up for him and that's really cool yeah Yeah, that was fun That's very you special you should probably send him a, like a a fruit basket <laughs> <Should I>
2: Really? <ever laughs> like him a fruit gift basket, basket? I don't know, know. What, should be, what should be in the, a gift, in the gift basket
1: that I know, bill i love you <laughs> <laughs> this is my dream come true. anybody that can push sarah to answer because she'll just say stuff yeah, 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 and yeah. she thinks it's done because yeah. in every other room no, of her it's, life <clears throat> they, that's it everyone's no, just like yeah but no you i don't did. feel like
2: it's resolved let's talk for a second about <laughs> what my gift basket of Dane cook would look like
1: <laughs> well i just
0: picture one of those ones with like fancy for, but he probably gets a lot you have to do something to like make it stand out like what? Like that it was like a year
2: to gift basket. Like a gun.
0: Like a gun? That's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking like fuzzy slippers. Chocolates but... and a
2: gun. Just like, he why is there? Like, there's all these nice chocolates. Yeah, but it's like, you know, he'll never forget it.
0: He, he won't. Also, you might have a restraining order coming your way. Do you
1: ever That's get people giving you fruit baskets and stuff?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that was a sincere question.
1: It was. Listen, that uh,
2: okay. Uh, both of you we, are joking around, been but I've been talking I really for like ten minutes, baskets. and you just asked me if 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 anyone's ever given me a fruit basket. You've got to have more questions than this. <laughs> we've got to be better than this. Here
1: at the Brain Candy, see, podcast. here's the thing:
2: we in the first few moments of this podcast, we really gelled. We were asking oh, each other questions. Mm-mm. No, no I've not- never. Have you ever received a fruit basket? I used to make fruit baskets. I love those baskets. I worked in a produce store. Not just store. fruit.
0: The ones that have like the fancy crackers and the the. Fake now you're spread. singing a different tune, though. Those are so good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could go for like a wine and cheese. I, that, basket. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I used to make fruit baskets, Bill. Thank you for asking. And they're quite complicated. You have to have a firm foundation. They're kind of like a metaphor for life. How do
2: you? What kind of? How do you? How do you what's what's so a firm a, foundation for a fruit so basket? you have
1: well the ones we did there Probably was a grapefruit. basket and then there was a grapefruit at the bottom i knew it and then you would have like a row of apples yeah. and a row of oranges oh and then so you'd have to tape it and then in the tape you would put you know those jelly candies that um have like crystals on the outside yeah. what yeah. are those called like, Duh. they're like a chewy, but yeah, yeah,
2: I know what you're talking about. I, but I don't know what they're, called. Ugh,
1: you don't know. <laughs> Horrible. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're delicious. And then at the top, of course, is a bowl and you can pepper in some smaller fruits, but I don't advise pepper. it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. Um,
2: can we talk about edible arrangements?
1: Oh my God. I was just going to say that. Get out of my brain. That's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. What about them? That that I no, I don't mean that it's ridiculous that we almost said the same thing. I mean, do you like arrangements, are ridiculous. arrangements? No,
1: nobody N- likes.
0: Nobody edible, does. Right? Nobody does because I don't trust any fruit that's been thing. cut and sitting in the back of somebody's car for eight hours. <laughs> Why are so you yelling?
1: I, I don't know. I just don't like their whole it's business
2: model. do not.
1: Have you ever gotten it's... one though? Because. I have, and I go,
2: oh, this is perfect. Um, I'm going to put this right in the trash. Yeah. You take a bite of one thing and you go, this isn't very good.
1: It's not worth the calories.
2: Then you go, what what am I doing with this giant thing, (laughs) right?
1: And it isn't... I mean, they're really going loose with the term arrangement. I mean... There's really not much shit, it's like fruit on sticks It is, it's yeah. kebabs stuck into
2: a foam ball. fruit bowl.
1: kebabs I
2: Guess yeah. who's not going to sponsor this podcast <laughs> animal ranch- Anymore But if animal arrangements <laughs> would like to sponsor the Brain Candy
0: Podcast We'll take that all back yeah, and talk about how wonderful your ranchers are <laughs> I'm sure you are, have some more For a discounted rate this Valentine's Welcome to Play It A new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities Talking business, sports, tech, entertainment and more Play
1: it at play.it
3: Listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice.
1: I wanted to read you guys something and I can't find it, so I'll have to edit it out, me looking for it. But there's this article from The New Yorker about like the science of funny, and they did this poll to find out um universally what's the best joke of all time. So, like what scores the best, and I wanted to read it to you. So talk amongst yourself while I look for it, okay?
2: So you're looking for the funniest joke of all time? Yeah. Because I I want to know what you think
1: it is. Well, I've read it.
2: (laughs) Well, no, but what do you think it's going to be, Bill? Yeah, Bill.
1: Uh,
2: I think it's going to be... Like,
1: what do you think
2: is the funniest kind of joke? The funniest joke I've ever heard was... um, uh, There was a Jewish father and a Jewish son. And... and Stop me if you've heard this one before. (laughs) And uh he
0: said, stop me if you <laughs> <the zombie." laughs>
2: this, this is what I'm talking about. It's the best joke of all time. You've heard it, then. You've heard it. I
1: can't take it. Um, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, is, uh, that's
0: freaking funny.
1: Hey Bill, I feel like you're pressuring me right now.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm very curious as to the thing you're Do you want me to like leave you alone as why you while you while you look for it? What do you think
1: it's about though? For
2: real, I have no idea. Have you heard of the joke or seen the movie,
0: the documentary, the aristocrats? Yes. Aristocrats. I'm gonna because I every time you want to say I'm aristocrats, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every single time, I even told the joke and I say aristocrats. I I messed it up every time. Yeah. But aristocrats.
2: Yeah, I've seen
0: that. That's a great
2: joke. It's, well, it's, <laughs>
1: that's so it's, funny because
0: it's, it's not
2: really—it's not really a joke. Oh well, right?
0: I know, but uh, I mean, the, it's this. It, but the, the do structure it, of do it, fact, do it right. Oh, now. I couldn't. We would we would lose people over how no, dirty I'm getting because I did it recently, and I mean, oh, people, you can really see what's in the dark workings of the inside of somebody's head in that joke.
2: Yeah, I mean, I saw that movie, but I feel like that's not even the movie. It's not heightened enough. There's not. It's not extreme enough at this point. Like you would have to say some really gnarly stuff or you who's, who's even saying, saying it because yeah.
1: wait explain I tend, the premise okay so
0: the there's list. a joke do you explain it you're a comedian uh, yeah i mean you don't have to do it funny but
2: um uh, so the entire joke goes um uh, a family walks into a talent agency <laughs> and the talent agent is like well what do you got and then the family describes what they're what their joke is or, or or what their show is Oh, we're gonna do this and then it's the whole point is to make it gross and disgusting oh you know finger the person and you throw up on somebody and then you should and then go well, what do you call that what do you call the show and you go, uh the aristocrats <laughs> <laughs> and let's <set> the <laughs> because if you're an aristocrat you wouldn't do those crazy right. things. So it's not a great joke, but the whole point of it is to... Mm. Um, comedians would sit around and tell this joke. Sorry. And uh, they would try to think of the worst, craziest, most disgusting things they could think of. And that was the fun and of the that's game. that's
0: the funny part. The yeah, funny it's a part game. Is it's like not really a good joke. It's just a doing. game. But I think it also gets... To, it's so genius, that documentary, too, because it gets to... The really yeah. what I think is the science of what's funny. And cause just the way you said it, like it's, if you were an aristocrat, you wouldn't do those things. Mm. So that really shows us that the, that's the incongruity, theory. the surprise mm. is yeah. That if you set somebody up and then give them what they didn't expect they were going to get, it's the same reason I think why we like magic, like why mm. we like, you know, Look at look at me pull this you know whatever out of a hat and you're like oh my god I never saw that coming and right. the so more- there's
1: dissonance between what yes, you expect and what- okay
0: yes that's exact that's what I think and the more you think like as an audience member because I love comedy I love watching it I am like a perfect well she's audience a very member. good audience as you've yes, seen yeah. here today I think everything's funny <laughs> and. So I can like in my head – and I also think that has to do with intelligence too because in your head you're trying to like beat the comedian to his joke or at least that's what I do. I go, where is he going with this? Where is he going Mm -hmm. with this? Oh, he's probably going to say this. And then when that's not what you say, it tickles my funny bone even more because I've already like come up with what I would think the answer would be. And when it doesn't, I'm like, Oh,
1: that's way better than what I had.
2: <laughs> so when you watch comedians, you're writing jokes, really. You're mm. you're going through and you
1: Oh, I she's predicting the punchline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the right
2: that joke. must be exhausting. I, mean,
1: I don't I don't mean to. It just happens. Yeah. I just
0: I think that just happens like it's like if you're driving down the street and you're like deciding which way to turn and you know you, yeah. or wh- how to get from point A to point B and you you think this is the end and You know when somebody takes you on a little detour you're like oh that was exciting
2: yeah
1: so the essence of the article that i wanted to reference or that actually the title is called what's so funny and it's from the new yorker years and years ago
0: and anyway wait i just have to point this out susie has new yorker articles saved (laughs) in a binder (laughs)
1: and they're in plastic (laughs)
0: like sleeves so
1: It's very organized because you'd be surprised how many things you need later. (laughs) Well, like right now, I'm just saying. Okay, wait. I'll read you two things. The first is the scientifically proven funniest joke in the world. Oh, my gosh. Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He's not breathing and his eyes are glazed. So his friend calls 911. My friend is dead. What should I do? The operator replies, calm down, sir. I can help. First, make sure that he's dead. There's silence. Then a lo- loud bang. Back on the phone, the guy <laughs> says, okay, now what?
2: <laughs> it's a good joke.
1: See? Funniest joke of all time. I don't well, know if it's the funniest joke <clears throat> of all time. No, but si- you like science. Scientifically. And I think the study was not just, you know, English speaking. It's It was translated uh, as well. So I think it was, um, you know, overall, it got the best laugh across cultures and gender and things like that in class. What do you think?
2: This is a great joke. It's my new opener.
1: <laughs> Why are you crabby about it? Yeah.
2: Because I think that it's a, kind of a silly exercise. Yeah. Like, like even to, to... try, Yeah. Just to try to figure out. Yeah. And also, uh, you know...
1: But we fun. must. Like, as a as scholar, if something's happening in the world, like mm-hmm. love, it's very difficult also to sort Yeah, of but you quantify. can say
0: what's the most two people are ever, like, who ha- who has the most love? You can't... I think a comedy is something you can't measure because it's all, uh, uh what is it called, objective. Like, it's all... It feels,
2: it feels a little bit like uh, when you see a magician do a magic trick and then you go, well, how did he do the magic trick? And then you figure it out, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no I was Like, fun. what... what You can... You, there's an argument to be made for, for both. Well, is it better or worse that you know how he did that? Definitely you, worse. You know that he... You know what happens to make that happen, but the magic of, of you getting that reaction and and being impressed by somebody and, and and like that kind of falls away, and you're like, well, all right.
1: So it's demystified, and therefore, yeah.
2: I mean, it, it depends. Some people like that. Some people, I mean, there's those people who sit in magic shows and they spend the whole time trying to. By the way, nobody's been to a magic show in 22 years. Uh, but there's those people who propose watch magic magic magician. So. Who who spend the whole time trying to figure out how the trick is happening? And it's like yeah, yeah, you could do that, but but why? Why?
1: Well, I guess I do. I do enjoy the science of funny because I it involves the brain and like what's stimulated and why. I think that's a compelling idea about human mm. nature. But to deconstruct yeah. a joke in this way is yeah.
2: I mean, I think that laborious. there are certain things that I think are. Most people think farts, farts are funny. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: I, except when it's my husband and except when it's in the bedroom, yeah. except yeah. when it's when I'm ready to go to sleep and he stinks up the whole freaking room.
2: I think my theory for that if we're if we if we're really digging into this, I am, is that I feel like, you know, when somebody farts or when somebody uh, trips or when somebody slips on a banana peel, I think that's funny because we as people, we we we've constructed this version of ourselves, which is the symbolic self. I'm Bill. I have a social security number. My favorite food is, uh, you know, cheeseburgers. Whatever it is. And then when we do something that that breaks character, we break the symbolic self, and we're left with the animal version of ourself. Mm-hmm. And for that split second, we kind of it's like breaking character. It's like the joke is revealed. It's like, oh, you're not really Bill and pleated khakis you're a monkey who just farted because you can't control it and you're really just an animal
1: see wasn't this fun
2: yeah there you go
1: (laughs) I feel like this entire time Bill has just been sitting there being like why did I agree
2: (laughs) (laughs) no listen it was only an hour drive and uh, it was totally fun man that sunset is gorgeous
3: grill patio sunset hard to get
2: better than that
1: Well, okay, so this other story... Well, we learned how to make a fruit basket. Oh, and we're not done yet. Listen, this other story is about Lenny Bruce. Are you a fan? I mean, Uh, everyone is, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, when I listen to Lenny Bruce, I'm not like, oh my Uh, God, this is so funny. But I understand what he did. I think the best kind of comedy is not something that's going to be funny in 15 years. Does that make sense? Oh! Oh.
1: (sighs) This is so fun! Interesting! This book is about it's called American Corn Ball, A Laugh A Guide to the Formerly Funny. And the reason why I love it is because it's it, t- it takes topics, so like kissing is a topic, it does them in alphabetic order, and it like provides the historical context of why something was funny in nineteen twenty, but this isn't is now. Great. It's a very good hmm. book. So anyway, but that's the essence is like things are can't be funny forever. Right. Why?
2: Because of thinking- there's context. Right. I think that's why crowd work kills in a comedy club when a comedian goes up and is talking about things that are happening in the room right then. Yeah. Uh, Because it's the most immediate thing. And I think that we... uh, If you do something and I immediately make a joke about it, I think that you laugh harder because it's like, oh, my God, that happens very quickly. Mm -hmm. You establish something, you understood the context, and you... Well, don't you think it's everybody's
0: kind of desire to be in on the joke too? Like Yeah. You're part of it. You're right. you know, it's like the inside joke.
2: Right. Yeah. It makes and you so, feel like
1: an insider. Yeah.
2: Right. So and I think you know you take a step back farther from that and you know you you know, I hear comedians talking about <gasps> Donald Trump or something, and that feels kind of immediate, but in fifteen years mm. it'd be yeah. like it'd be like if a comedian went up and started telling Monica Lewinsky jokes. It's yeah. like well, actually that would be really funny right now <laughs> i would just be i would love to see that i just think a be really great um no but i mean i know i have so many friends who are comics who have uh who crushed in the 90s who mm. have these like amazing oj simpson jokes and uh, they're just like never gonna get to do them ah
0: uh, they're doing the release in the t- lifetime movie television yeah. movie Those Is that jokes, a life- totally movie? relevant again
1: is it Lifetime? Uh,
0: no, it's like a it's TV. major TV. It's like show... No, not Showtime. It's something AMC, maybe. It's something obscure, like not CBS or NBC or whatever, but... I'll be tuning in, I Yeah, know that. oh, it's going to be good. Ross yeah. Geller? Uh, and uh, and uh, Huxtable. What about It's playing OJ? isn't it? Uh, oh, Who? no. Cuba, no. It, no, or is <laughs> it like Cuba Gooding Jr.? It's <laughs> Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> no, I also know that, 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 that one of the Huxtable kids is in the movie. Theo... He's totally in it. Malcolm Jamal
3: Warner. Yes, Malcolm okay. Jamal Warner said it. Huxtable. <laughs>
1: Hoxtable. That was so great because it was inaccurate and not a real person. <laughs> oh, Sarah. Okay, wait. So let me read this joke. And you have to tell me why it's funny because I don't get it. Oh, gosh. This is okay. a real tragedy. So, in the early 60s, Lenny Bruce inaugurated a routine that stunned audiences in San Francisco and New York clubs one evening... Bruce's short riff convulsed the crowd for an astounding 17 seconds. So he goes, If you've ever ever seen this bit before, I want to tell you... Wait, (laughs) I'm ruining it.
2: I want you to tell
1: me. Stop me if you've seen it. Long pause. I'm going to piss on you. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) And it says, History's first humor theory offers a compelling explanation for Bruce's why it worked. Superiority theory from Plato and Aristotle. Well,
0: what's superiority theory?
1: I suppose that he was, uh, according to superiority theory, the audience loved Bruce's joke because it identified with him, the swaggering Oh, aggressor.
0: superiority theory.
1: What did I say? Oh, I thought you said... Superiority. Yeah, I don't know. I heard mm-hmm. another word. What's that about? You're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that.
2: Well, what's it say? Uh, audiences
1: have felt superior to the people who make them laugh since at least the Middle Ages. So he was turning that on its head. Oh,
2: mm-hmm. okay.
1: Do you feel like audiences feel superior to you or no?
2: Uh, Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. You can
1: say yes. I definitely felt like that when I went up.
2: Really? Ooh. Yeah. when did
0: you do stand up? Oh, she's so funny too. Do you do um, stand up a Yes, I'm she I don't does. anymore,
1: but I used to. <clears throat> but I'm not.
2: Where did you do stand up?
1: Back in Pittsburgh, where I lived, mm-hmm. and you know, in the imp- at the Improv and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: you felt that the audiences. Is...
1: I didn't ever feel like we were on the same team. Hmm. Maybe not ever, but a lot of times I felt like I had to work really hard. Just maybe every comedian feels this. Way. I had to work really hard to make them feel like no, 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 we're 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 in this together. Yeah. I felt like it was a mm-hmm. more adversarial. Yeah. yeah. What's that about?
2: I don't know. Some people pay, you know, it really depends. Again, it's like all these, you know, I do a lot of comedy in Los Angeles where it's a lot of young people and they are most concerned about how they appear mm. and that it's very internalized. Yeah. While when I go and do road gigs, it's like people, you know, some guy just took his wife out and they paid $50 and this is their night out. Mm-hmm. So, So there's pressure on you to actually show up and to do a make them laugh, it's more of like a I'm here for you to do your mm. job, while LA shows and, and indie comedy shows, it's more like a scene thing, yeah, and more like a I'm I'm like tell me something I haven't heard already, mm-hmm. and that's a whole different obstacle, yeah. Um, but I feel like. Um, this comedian, Al Jackson, told me a really great thing. I, I was asking him about what he thought about comedians who bring notebooks on stage. Some comedians will bring... Janine Garofano, yeah. who was kind of renowned for bringing a notebook on stage. And he said, you know, Monday through Thursday, bring a notebook. And he's like, because, you know, Friday night, Saturday night, people are out on dates, and ultimately we're performers. Yeah, Our job is to perform. And you can work stuff out those other nights, but, you know, when somebody pays... Twenty-five dollars for a ticket to see a show. Give them a show. Yeah. Bring your A game. Be excellent. Right. Yeah. So I I think that, but but there is a certain
1: maybe it's different now. But I I had this impression that, and I could have been projecting, but I felt that there was this sense of like, you oh, okay, you want to be funny too? Like you were on this TV show that they hate that they watch. Mm, like right. they hate themselves that they even know who I am. And then, you know, bleach blonde hair. And well, you're going in. And I think
0: a lot of, I hate to say it, but a lot of women go in with like, I get what you mean. Where the audience is really like, oh, okay, let's oh, she's see she's how gonna try to be you funny, are. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh, look at but this maybe one. It's like that with everyone. I don't know. No, it's not. Oh. I think, yeah. I think, I think that it's with women. It is. Yeah, it, that's that's just the uh, an unfortunate place that we're at. And like, I'm a straight, white male. When I go up on stage, when people look at me, they go, "Okay, he's wearing a flannel. He's a comedian." If you go up on stage, you're blonde and you're a woman, and for whatever reason, just it's it's a. And I have lots of uh, female comic friends who yeah. deal with similar things, and there's like this whole extra <laughs> layer of bullshit. You guys have to wade through. It's that. like people don't know where to
0: sort you in like their mental category. They're like, oh, I yeah, want to put her in the hot category. I want to put her in the hot category. Oh, that's funny. she got to go to right. the funny category. Or, or, Ugh, but you can't go both. That,
2: I, I have. I know people who are like, well, you know, if you're pretty, women aren't funny. Aren't funny. For real. Yeah. I know I people that think yeah. primi- that they're not.
1: Well, a lot of them aren't. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they're so, yeah, They're they funny. That's like where I, when I walk on stage, I start out at zero. That's yeah. that's my you walk on stage and you probably start at like a negative three. Yeah. So you have to like work your way up to zero. Yeah. You have to, it's incumbent upon you to win them over and be charming and to do all this extra stuff that a straight white male like myself probably doesn't have to do.
1: Do you yeah. think that you have to be you have to be likable too? To? I feel like that's me also personally, not necessary. I
2: I mean, I, I don't know. I think I Or white
1: men. Or do you go in the other
0: direction where sometimes they can, like, be mean to the audience? Like, I love comedians who kind of, like,
1: shit on the audience a little. I think I couldn't get away with. That's what I mean. I don't think he's required to be likable, but I Oh, I get it. I don't know. Well, I've
2: seen, you know, uh, boys and girls go up on stage and just the disposition is that, you know, they get into a character of, you know, I am immediately adversarial with the audience yeah. as, like, their bit.
1: Yeah, that would and, be fun. Yeah. If you, like, truly didn't give a shit and just could do... I, I would not be able to.
2: But see, I... I like that when it's done well. But yeah. I think that that is a disposition a lot of new comics...
3: Uh, it's will like take a default. as a,
2: as a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I'm going to pretend like I barely even care that I'm here and, like, fuck you guys. I don't need this. It's like, really? Because you waited three hours to get three minutes of stage time yeah it's like if you're gonna go up there at least try to be open and like that's 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 the first stage and like for open micers is that you have to work through that like this this the giant defense mechanism which is like which is stems from fear yeah you're you're fearful Mm -hmm. of people actually seeing you and rejecting you Mm -hmm. so you create this kind of like false persona of like well, I don't even want to be here anyway. Yeah, I hate you guys.
1: It's like a little kid. That's what little kids do. Yeah. Like I don't even care. Well, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't even want to do that anyway. <laughs> right, but it's not charming.
2: No, but it's like opinion. you know stuff that comic done books, right? right, it's funny. Like Anthony yeah. Jeselnik is, um... is the most aggressive, and he's the su- in real life he's like the sweetest guy, but it's it's just yeah his persona, and that's the vehicle in which he delivers his brand of humor.
1: How many years... When did you start? What year? Uh,
2: In Chicago, like 2008.
1: So in those years since then, how do you feel like comedy has changed, if at all?
2: Uh, I think that it's become a better place for... I think it's better, and I think it's a better place for um, women in a way it wasn't before. And I think that... uh, comedy in general has gotten better because of that. I think that I mean the reality is you're opening up 50% of the population to a thing that that a lot of women were afraid to do stand up mm-hmm. for a long time and people were, you know, they dealt with a lot of shitty male aggression and I'm sure that still exists. Mm-hmm. But I feel like at least what I've seen in the past couple of years that's dramatically decreased. And there are, uh, good people who point that stuff out when men are being aggressive towards women who are trying to start comedy. And, um, I feel like women have more of a voice in comedy now. And, and I think that that's really important and has made everything better.
1: Can I... I want to ask a scandalous question, but you don't have to answer.
0: Okay. I have a scandalous question, What's too. What's
1: yours? You go first. Okay, well, I can... What if it's the same? Ooh, go. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about the a rumor.
0: Okay. Oh, it's not the same. and Yours is way better.
1: <laughs> about the rumor that sort of was unearthed on a different podcast about the uh, Louis C.K. masturbation situation. What? Yeah. What? I didn't even hear this.
2: Oh, man.
1: You don't have to talk if you don't want. But the basic idea is that some female comedian said that Louis C.K. likes to masturbate in front of people, women. That doesn't And that me. there was some situation where he was kind of like blocking the door, preventing them from leave until he finished. And there's several... Female comedians that have alleged this happens,
0: right? Is he <laughs> yes. giving them Benadryl or anything like that first? Like the Co- oh like no, Bill Cosby,
1: Mm-mm, none of that. Then we're fine. But, but they weren't really into it, and they wished that that hadn't happened. Oh, so it was kind of scandalous. But I'm dying. I really do think it's true, but I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's
0: true too. It doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Why? Because you think the comedians are all.
0: No, devious? not at all. I just can just like the way, when he Oh, this is gonna sound so gross. When he <laughs> does his impersonation of himself jacking off in his comedy, I could just easily paint the pic- the scene <laughs> in my head. I just he's already done the move, and all I do is have to like Put him well, in Because ten like, years
1: ago, I would hear these stories about Bill Cosby, and then and everyone's sort of like, we know something's going on, but we don't know exactly what. And then you know, of course, recently we found out more of what is supposedly happening. um And so this to me sounds like that. And that in ten years we're gonna be like, oh, he was fucking masturbating in front of everybody, <laughs> and, yeah. and it was just sort of not supposed to be talked about.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about. I mean, I've heard rumors and, and rumblings in the comedy community about that. But at the same time, it's it's also like, well, me exploring that. Like, <laughs> like I don't really... I don't, can I do anything about it? No. Would I do that? No. So I think it's just like me keeping my the side of the masturbation private. street clean. You know what I mean? It's like... So what I do in my own form of silent protest is I will not masturbate in front of either That's of you. That's so good. Afternoon. Thank you. That's Thank really you. nice. No That's what my gift to you. <laughs> I drive an hour to not masturbate. I'll anywhere. show you the same consideration. Because if
1: somebody did that to me, it. I would get my phone on so quick and videotape that shit. Like, well, where the phone? Like. Uh, uh, when a guy does that, it's like
0: the faces that they make are like the grossest faces yeah, in the world, and you're inviting true. somebody in on Wait, like.
2: Do guys masturbate that? in front of you a lot? Yeah. No. Do
0: you, do you, I, no. I mean, like the actual. Often?
2: The like per week
0: face <laughs> that they make before they, any man ejaculates oh, oh, okay. is like Like
2: sex or masturbation or yeah both.
0: It's probably not like we there there are
1: jokes about that.
0: And but the old face, like,
1: you mean? Just
2: mm. how many how many times have you seen somebody yeah. uh, masturbate? in front of me? Joke? No, never.
1: Just um, just men or
0: no women probably make funny face too. I do. <laughs> this
2: but is I do mean, do God
0: women ever far? masturbate in front of me? <laughs> no, nobody's ever done that. For I me. stare. No? I
2: only stare at myself in the mirror when I masturbate.
0: You <laughs> like, <laughs> like make direct <laughs> eye contact. I make direct eye contact.
2: <laughs> I think you need to really confront yourself. What if sometimes. You
0: d- that? There's probably like some sex therapy that says that you should do that out there. I haven't heard about it, but I'm sure it exists.
1: I'm sure there are people that are super into that. Like just like staring at themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. <gasps> Ugh, that sounds so creepy. They're so, like creepy. so into themselves. So yeah.
1: That's the only way they can climax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> are we talking about you right
1: now? <laughs> I've just heard things. I don't know. It just, I'm sure some people are into it. Yeah. Not me you
2: have to be making direct eye contact <laughs> with yourself and where to uh, climax
1: um sarah and then like what does he do with it <laughs> after you said it like where to see who do you mean it's louis ck Like, when's like he on finishing the floor. It? i think and then hose. like
0: how can you if you're forcing is he... is that uh, when people leaving? to watch
2: you masturbate um i think where you put your, uh, uh, discharge afterwards is like on the hierarchy of problems that you're yes. facing well, at that moment, pretty low.
0: Yeah. But then he the can't block the
2: door anymore if
0: he's like going to clean up. Or well, something. at that point I'm he just doesn't saying, want them around. Like that, uh, that's what, that's my whole, I'm just trying to like paint the scene and, and see like when so the he? escape happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so gross. <laughs> so gross. That's really
0: good.
1: I'm really glad we had time to talk about that. Semen? <laughs> Me yeah, too. <laughs> Um, Sarah, do you have any questions you need to know? Yeah, about I had,
0: the, I, but my question is not nearly as scandalous as yours. Oh, yeah, you and have yours. What? I had a question about, it seems off topic now, but about audiences. And so I was listening to Bill Maher talk, and Jerry Seinfeld has said this too that they don't want to play colleges anymore because oh, yeah. everybody's become like so fucking PC. Yeah. And like the audience can't take a joke. And like you can't say anything without somebody being like offended by it. And right. not understanding that kind of like the whole point of comedy is to find the right. humor in the, You know what I mean? Yeah. How, so like to college audiences
2: suck or what? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's are that's, people too sensitive? That's frustrating. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're too sensitive, but I understand why a comedian wouldn't want to, perform out of college i get that too have you ever
1: have you ever apologized for a joke oh no
2: no look how mad he is
1: he's mad right now No,
2: never never it's it's all we're just trying to feel better it's like we're this is how we cope this is the thing we use to cope is we we make jokes about it yeah i think so too this is how you feel better about the terrible things in the world yeah is you make jokes about because there's nothing else to do with it
0: i agree like, gal's laughter kind of deal. Like, you have to make a joke out of it. Yeah. And everybody should just, like, take a GD chill pill.
2: That being said, I do think <clears> when people are <throat> like, are you cool with rape jokes? It's the same thing as, as like, asking a BMX biker, are you cool with doing backflips? It's like, I don't know. How long have you been doing BMXing for? Are you... Can you do a backflip? Can you land it? Because if uh, you flip and land on your neck, it's going to... Really suck. Be shitting for everyone watching. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you have the proficiency to like say something, but if you're just telling a joke to be just because you want to use the word rape or you right. want then it's like, well, yeah, that's, you can totally that do that. People
1: do a lot though. I've never heard a rape joke, but uh, I've heard people talk about rape jokes.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean a lot of um, open micers tell a lot of
1: rape Why? jokes. Why? Why is that? A because- I think
0: people throw around the word too. It's not necessarily a joke. That, and I even hear it, I hear it from males that I'm hanging out, like, not necessarily, I hear it on the challenge all the time, where they'll be like, oh, you know, so and so raping me over there, like that, like it's said. You just refer to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like used as, as, like, to describe how somebody else is taking advantage of you, but like, it's said in a jokey way. And, you know, of course there are jokes where it's all set up. Like there was one comedian who got in big trouble for, I can't remember who it was, but making a joke. And that's kind of where this all started. Mm-hmm. But, but I ha- I myself have heard
2: that used.
1: I can't the... imagine an open micer ever doing a funny rape joke. Like that would be sometimes really hard like to do.
2: Good open micers can. Really? But it's like, it's not, it's about what you're saying. It's not sure. about whether or not. And I think a lot of people, sometimes college audiences get caught up in, uh, the language
1: and yeah. like, they're
2: not necessarily open to hearing um, something that doesn't fit. Well, he. J- I just heard the word rape. He's yeah. Like, well, it could be, you know, something that's not about like, most of the time it's not like pro-rape jokes. Sure. It's, right. It's a comment on uh, social commentary. Okay. And it's it's about like, well... Do you want to listen to that, or Uh, are you now immediately turned off because a key word was hit in your brain, and now you're shutting down? Which I've seen happen before too. Absolutely. I I don't. I don't. People were crabby
1: about um Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. I thought it was very
0: funny. I thought it was. I thought it was funny. You didn't like it? I didn't didn't see
1: him. Oh, okay. He did some transgender references, and I don't know. I. I. No, he did the whole
0: entire night. As like a rose, like he did the, <laughs> well, what we were talking does. about before, yeah. like the, I don't give a shit. I can't believe, like, I don't even want to be here. I'm going to make fun of everybody, including the, uh, foreign press. Sure. Like he should everybody. And he did. It, it, and I was thinking that cause I just watched, I tuned in real quick and I saw him doing that to, um, Mel Gibson. And I was like, Oh, I thought it was a singular like incident. And then I well, I press, you know, watch yeah, from the beginning and watch the whole thing. Yeah. And the whole thing was him. So if you are that, and that's because it's his, like, fourth or fifth time hosting. And like you said before, if you establish yourself as, like, you, you have the good foundation as a comedian, mm-hmm. then you can come in with, uh, you know, a little more of the inappropriate. Sarah Silverman, I think, does a great job <laughs> saying yeah. things that other people yeah. would get in trouble for that I think are hilarious, and mm. she does it so well and can make those jokes.
1: Well, I have a question. Well, this will be the last one because I know you got to go drive for an hour, but do you think, can you name who you think is the most overrated comedian Ooh. in history? They could be dead or alive. They could be raped or not. <laughs> <laughs> See, perfectly I'm going
2: to get going. It was very nice here. I never really appreciate what happened. Um, I don't know.
1: No, I mean, cuz sometimes people like would argue that the Beatles, for example, have been sort of over explored, right? Or whatever, exalted. I mean, I don't know.
2: I think if you, you know, tap into a, you know, people say anytime anyone's really
1: hyperbolic kind of
2: doing thing. really well, uh everyone makes the comment that they're very overrated. Is okay. it Gallagher? Her, star, you say Gallagher. Louis C.K all all, the, all these huh. Jerry Seinfeld, everyone, every, everyone gets like, you know, at some point they they're start, overrated. At and... some point they're overrated. And I mean,
1: I don't know. No.
2: I don't know. Like that's.
0: Yeah. It's just cause we I like, know. it's some people listen to comedy and it's like they're, like I said, those like indie comedy people. Right. And then all those guys started like out as indie comedy guys and then they got big which is like the whole point yeah and then all those indie comedy guys are going like like the fans are they going oh, or something. oh yeah they totally sold out oh i remember when they were just like working right. yeah and they got successful <laughs> and from people like you enjoying the show so like yeah. what the heck is wrong with that it's still
2: funny
1: all right no further questions what you? Who do you,
2: can, I, can I ask you, who I do you know. think is the most overrated comedian?
1: You know, who I don't love is um, Dave Attell, which mm-hmm. a lot of people really enjoy. And I think Amy Schumer says he's her favorite. So I checked yeah. him out because of her. And I, I didn't get it.
2: Because you're a woman. <laughs>
1: you know think?
2: <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that that's probably what's going on. I don't I think...
3: know. I like the show
2: rate.
0: late night with we'll... Dave Attell or something like that. It was a, like a... Insomniac. Go- mm-hmm. Insomniac. Oh, I loved it. I oh, loved you love it. Him. It was really good. Okay, that was a great show. Maybe I'll try. It should again. come back on. Man, he went yeah, to. He good. did funny things on that show. He did. Yeah, love
1: it. But I really, I prefer clean comedians. I don't know why. Jeff but-
0: Foxworthy overrated. Ugh. <laughs> I'll actually, he- anybody who's in that blue collar crew.
1: No way, that guy. No, except the who's
0: your sign guy.
1: That no, guy- and
0: that billing. He's funny too. I see like I all take of them. Just, except <laughs> oh. that plumber. I like the plumber <laughs> guy, the guy who's the, what's the idiot one who's like, come on. He's like the whole thing. Get her done the, or whatever? Get her done guy. Thank you. I could do without him.
1: I love that he knows all of their names. Will not say them. No, this is this is,
2: this is too much fun. The, the um uh, the, the guy with the, the black I'm guy into and the, thing, a, the I'm, lifetime I'm, I'm original into a mom, movie like huxtable, the mom who's like,
0: what's what's the guy's <laughs> name who does that song with the young guy and the hair
1: I'm, good. I'm I'm becoming my mother is what's it is hilarious uh, I do love like um Brian Regan like people that are clean mm-hmm. almost like. Too clean? Yeah, because it's
2: funny. What is it about clean comics that...
1: Because I was one, so I felt I felt like I had to work really hard to make it funny without being... Because I swear and stuff in real life.
2: Why, why did you choose to be a clean comic?
1: <clears throat> well, my parents would come. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, when I first started, my family would come, and they are very conservative. And right. I just thought, okay, well, I should be able to do this without being dirty. So I tend to like, like, Someone like Brian Regan, who, you know, is like almost like a goody-goody. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I just like thought, him. holy
1: oh, like, yeah, shit, he's, he's still funny, even though he's being so goddamn straight and clean. I don't know.
2: That's it's so just interesting. A, it's, How long did you do stand for?
1: I mean, 10 years, but not all the time like a real person. It was just yes. like, I have a bunch of stuff I want to try, so I'll go out and do it. Yeah. The last time I did it, I was nine months pregnant. Oh, my God. I opened for you... Christina Pajitsky. Yeah, I love, I love her. She's very talented. And um, it did not go well. And I think it was because of the pregnancy, because it's just like uh, this weird. Yep, people don't know
2: what category to it disgusting.
1: Well, that's super. what I
2: said. A giant I opened yeah, with that. It's very gross. Oh. I got
1: heckled by a lady in the front row who was mad that I was saying it was disgusting. And she said, It's beautiful. And she walked out. <laughs>
2: really?
1: Yes. Did you tell her you're walking
2: I mean? out on a pregnant woman? <laughs> Like what kind of human I mean, human that's being the you?
1: thing is that I felt like I wasn't no, allowed. No, no, lady, I
0: don't need your seat. We're not on a bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just like, wow, I thought this was so obvious that this is gross and something to joke about. And it was huge. I almost was due. I was a humongous person. Why I could do, not why, refer to why it. Why were you doing
2: stand-up uh, super pregnant? was Because just...
1: Christina came into town and asked me to open for her, and it was like yeah. a dream come true because we were on road rolls together, yeah. same season, and it's like... Gotta do it, yeah. But I mean, the audience was like, "What are you doing up there? You're a no. mom. You're not supposed to. You're not fitting into this convenient box." Yeah. So, but um, it's better. I'll just do Twitter. You know. Yeah, it's so much easier.
2: <laughs> yeah, those are the exact same thing. Yeah, well, in
1: terms of what it was doing for me, which was like, I think this is kind of funny. I'll just try it, right? Because I never intended to make a career out of it.
0: You just want to so, see if things, yeah. I just want to like tell
1: funny. a little yeah, quip yeah, or whatever and see what people think. Um, that's all.
2: Yeah.
1: Wait, what's your Twitter Twitter handle?
2: At uh, Bill Ish.
1: And it's on Instagram too. Yeah. And what else?
2: Um, any shows? You have a website? Like yeah. yeah. At Bill Dixon Ish. Bill Dixonish uh, dot com. I'm very good at like unifying my social media. It makes me mad. Yeah, because we're not. <laughs> Like <laughs> four
1: different names for us. Um. Yeah. When are your shows? So this will come be on the air in actually next Wednesday. So um, or posted next Wednesday. <clears throat> um, I need to. I'm one of those people. I realized everyone to comics always is like, oh, I've been meaning to go see you, and then they never do. Like ten years later. And that's how I feel with Bill. I'm always like, oh, I would love to see him, I but it's always in Hollywood. Comedy. I, I live so far away. Just,
2: um, if, if you're interested in finding out when my shows are, you can follow me on Twitter, and I post about my shows all the time on there. Okay. I have a bunch of shows coming up. I just it's like I don't want to sit through. Yeah, anymore, sure, so.
1: no, that's fine. And I really encourage people to go because I, I can't unless you go to the Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club, which would be really convenient for me.
2: Well, I'll <laughs> talk to you the booker. That- <laughs> I like got my friend Susie. Have you ever done really... that venue? Uh, I think so. Yeah.
1: Is it weird? Is it like Jay Leno everywhere, just like a shrine? Because <laughs> no. he performs there <laughs> yeah. like twice a month or something. I know
2: he's such a he's. I...
1: What a weirdo, huh?
2: I respect that though. She's got a picture with him.
1: him. I love it him. It's Gene Effett.
2: He's him. he's like clean.
1: Right, and so he's your guy. yeah. I mean, I get that he's not funny now, but I love him as a as sort of a weird human being that exists. Yeah. And I cannot figure him out.
2: Yeah, he just has like a billion dollars and he, he just all goes and like does clubs.
1: Yeah, I'm he loves the work. Yeah, yeah. that's because
2: you that. love
0: making people laugh. He and really... he also probably wants to think or wants to find out, is this funny? The thing that I built the same way you do. Well, it's, think... it's not. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's good to figure that out sometime.
1: Right. to be though don't you think he
2: was the best yes he was, i mean letterman and all those guys who came up with him yeah say that he was always how
1: did it go away
2: the one i don't know because he wanted to people to like him and he appealed to the center well
1: mission that. accomplished if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> i love him and when his dad died in the 90s i sent him a sympathy card i was like 15 <laughs> you're
0: such a weird he
1: wrote back Oh my god. Did I you gosh. he I mean, someone did. That's yeah. great. And I believe it
2: was him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's he's not a bad guy. He's just no, strange. Not at all. You aren't have we to all? Be really,
2: yeah, for, for real. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're sitting around doing a podcast in the spare bedroom. Come on. In a
1: spare yeah, bedroom.
2: yeah. yeah. He's the billionaire super strange. Yeah, <laughs> we weirdo. Well, I just drive for free to do a podcast. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thanks for coming on Brain Candy Podcast.
2: Oh, my God. Thank you for having me.
1: You're a delight. You're a delight. I can't believe we're best friends now. We can we send him a fruit
2: sure. basket.
1: Oh, God. We need to. You shouldn't have said that. You <laughs> would have died it. of laughter. Oh, that, that would great. have been the better thing to do. See, that's why I'm not a comedian. Damn it. That would have been perfect. All right, people. Uh. See you next week. Bye.